I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us this evening, we have the good doctor. Aloha. Sound guy Tom is here. Check one, two, check one, two. And back from his building of the bookshelves, producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. How about a little bookshelf update, Joe? Yeah. I've got three books on it from the book club, so that's a good start. (laughs) (laughs) First three books I've bought. Let's put a picture on social media. People are asking. Yes, I will send a pic, and it's good to be done. And actually true, Ben Hankus did ask about the bookshelf, so I'm not even making that up. Yes, excited to be done. Good to have you back. Thank you. And we are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. Uh, let's be honest, this is an award-winning, internationally renowned, 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 I'm not really sure. I got corrected on that. We're both. Time. That's We're how both. good we are. I got corrected last time I said that. I don't know. I think it got lost in translation. So tomato, internationally tomato, round. Potato, internationally, potato. Yes. Yes, round. Exactly. Internationally round. round. We are internationally round uh, and, and nationally <laughs> round as well. That's good. good call. So good to be here, guys. I think you covered it all. I got all it, possibilities. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Mid-November, autumn's in the air, a little crispness in the morning. It's dark a little too early Way for our too liking. Early. Yeah. We discussed that earlier, but but we still get to live and drink in San Diego, California, so we can't complain too much. Life's good, isn't it, boys? Still in flip-flops, still in shorts and flip-flops every day, so yeah, life's pretty good. Had to pull a sweatshirt out this week, though, just for the mornings, then it got too warm. I pulled one out and then didn't wear it, but it was ready to go. <laughs> so again, welcome. Pour yourself a beer. Pull up a bar stool and join us. Yep. And of course, uh, as always, find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast uh, on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer the Po one and I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. Uh, and make sure you visit our website, I Like Beer the Podcast.com to learn more about us. Yeah, 1391 on Instagram. So we're we're inching toward that 1500 it's it's manageable we can make it if you're on instagram and you're not following us take a look if you like what we're posting give us a follow we'd appreciate 400 on twitter yep slow and steady closing in on 500 there too so please follow subscribe like comment download all those things that help us spread the word about our little podcast that's true and also make sure as well if you want to drink with us uh, you can always uh, join us on untapped and uh, we can virtually toast you, and you can virtually toast us. And we're pretty much all under the I Like Beer, the podcast in some format. I got two people today, Joey in San Diego and Trash in Wilmington, North Carolina. Nice. All right. So two new people to virtually drink with. Uh, today is International Tolerance Day. So uh, we're going to spend a little time clearing the air on a few things here at ILB. Uh, we have been completely transparent on some things, our, our pros and cons from the very beginning, pro-love, pro-shark, with the bull shark as the outlier uh, when it's in fresh water. We're against Nazis in all forms. Yep. Uh, we made that bold move a long time ago to be against white supremacy, but for gay penguins. Penguins. My daughter has been making fun of me about the way I say penguins, oh. penguins. Oh. I didn't realize I said it wrong. We're anti-kidnapping. But tolerance is a little bit of a foggier area 
uh, some gray areas. Things for us to work on. Right. Some personal growth things. And there's a, there's a good argument that when it comes to people and the, the world in general, tolerance is not enough. I mean, it is kind of a bare minimum decency <laughs> to tolerate something True. <laughs> like the Corona yeah. light of beer. Yeah, it is beer. But on the other hand, uh, tolerance grows into much more. We were, we were just barely tolerant of sours a year ago when we did our fantasy football draft draft. It's true. We let them in on the draft. That was our tolerance, but we made them be the kickers. That is true. And now, uh, now it's love. It went to acceptance. And would you say love talent? I would say it's a full fledged love affair at this point. I, I went to a couple <laughs> breweries this weekend and I ordered flights of only their sour beers. So, uh, yeah, I, I think love might even be an understatement at this point. <laughs> I, I think talent was hooked when he got a keg of Forgeberry. I, I think I made this big step into love of sours with this beer I'm drinking right now, which I'll get to in a moment. I think this has made a big new step for me with sours. And I'm, I'm going to reach out to the acceptance level on Lambics now. See, look at me grow. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm exploring where that relationship might take me. I'm, I'm Lambic curious. Congratulations. So that, yeah. and tolerance is the starting place. And a l- little liquid lubrication always helps with tolerance. So let's find out what everyone's <laughs> drinking. Uh, Doc, what, what do you got tonight? I'm drinking, uh, since it's, you know, fall, the Shipyard Pumpkinhead from Shipyard Brewery up in Oregon. Yeah, it's good. It's, I, I, I love pumpkin beers. I'm all about pumpkin beers. So this one's meeting your approval. We had one on for our Halloween episode. Yeah, you didn't was, like that. Was one. a no go yeah. for you? No, that you know that was like one of the few I was not, not a fan of. Yeah. Does this have enough pumpkin in it? It's got some pumpkin yeah, kick. It does. I, you know, the more pumpkin for me, the better. I'm all about pumpkin this season. Pumpkin bread, pumpkin muffins, pumpkin beer. I'm all about it. I have not yet found a pumpkin beer that really has full pumpkin kick in it. I've had three that are. The mild, yeah, I want just once, one or two. I don't want them all year long, but right now I'd like to be overwhelmed by the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just one or two. Yeah, right. I more pumpkin than, than cinnamon. More pumpkin than spice. Yeah, yeah. Give me something to pumpkin about. Right. All right, uh, Joe. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Tom's uh, peanut butter and jelly offering. So nutty operator peanut butter oatmeal stout mixed with Altamont's berry white rose beer. And I got to say, it's pretty damn good. Did you already mix them? Yeah, I tried them each separately and mixed them. And, you know, I'm on my third of each. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting better by the minute. <laughs> Tom, what are you having tonight? I have a Hot Valley Divine Shine. It's a uh, hazy blonde ale. And I got to say, it's it's a real great blend of a blonde ale and a hazy IPA. You, you get the tastes of both of them in one. So my hat's off to Hot Valley in this regard. This is definitely something that I could get accustomed to. All right, I'm put that on my wish list too, right next to Doc's. I've had that, the, Joe, I've had that uh, those beer, the Altamont beers that yes. Tom brought, but they were good. They are good. And yeah. they're great blended too. I agree that yeah. peanut butter and jelly is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it lands. Talent, what are you, what are you drinking? Uh, so I started a little early, if you can't tell. <laughs> So I started off and I had a couple of these left and I wanted to get them done while they're still somewhat fresh. I I'd purchased uh, Harpoon, which is, uh, I believe, in uh, Vermont, which I've actually been there. So I know it's in Vermont. And they did a collab with uh, Dunkin' Donuts where they did a bunch of beers with they put donuts in them. And I mean, who, who's going to go not buy a beer with donuts in it? <laughs> Saves me a trip. Exactly. So <laughs> I started off with the Dunkin' Pumpkin, 
which I actually have to say is probably my favorite pumpkin beer I've had. Um, I agree it could be a little more, but it, it's got the most pumpkin I've had or I found this year. So that that was very good way. But I'm the one I'm drinking right now is honestly, it's probably one of my it's probably a good thing I can't find them more because I think I would get really tired of them really quick. But it's the jelly donut IPA. And it tastes just like it sounds. Yeah. Uh, and it tastes just like a jelly donut. So it's a phenomenal. It's the best jelly donut be, uh, beer I've ever had. It's available, I just yeah. throw that out there. Um, <laughs> I had that and, yesterday. You gave you? me okay. one. I had it yesterday. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, and it is so good. And uh, it, But it's one of those ones, I think if you had two of them in a row, you'd probably go, oh my gosh, this is too sweet. I can't too much, drink yeah. anymore. I think but, right. uh, if you have an opportunity to find one of these, uh, it is unique. It is very unique. It's it's unlike anything you've probably ever tasted before. Um, and they said that they made them with with actual donuts as, as part of their their brewing process. And so I'm I'm really enjoying this one right now. I can't even like give you tasting notes on it because it just tastes like a jelly donut. And that's that is that's, the tasting that's, note. That's yeah. the tasting note because and it smells like a jelly donut. Like you can smell like it almost smells like the glaze of a donut when you smell it. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't think it was gonna be very good, but oh my gosh, I love it. You shared with me their Boston cream offering, and that yes, was another one. Yeah. But it wasn't sweet. And that, no. I really liked that it was it had that uh that flavor to it, but not not the sweetness. I thought that was a really good beer. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I this was a, I was it was kind of one of those ones spur of the moment. I picked up that pack and and uh, I'm really happy I did because it was almost like one of those novelty things. Am I just throwing money away? And uh, every one of the beers have been so well done. Yeah, I am drinking uh, our friend Brian Helton from Helton Brewing in in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, who we interviewed, and we had a yeah. couple of his his offerings. Another one of his flagship beers that we didn't get to try that he promised he'd send some. He did, so I'm having that boysenberry sour. Yeah. And mm. as I already alluded to, you're in love. I love this beer. Love it first taste. More it's more tangy than tart, which I like. It's perfectly blended, smooth and soft. I would soft mouthfeel, in case you're wondering about the mouthfeel. Um <laughs> always am. It, it's a five for me. This is a five. Oh, this is wow. a Shawshank beer. And uh. I don't know. This might be my first Shawshank uh sour. I've had some really high scored ones, but this might be my first perfect sour. Love this. This is beer. a moment. Yeah, this is exciting. I'm excited. That's on, that's on deck for me. That's what I'm going to drink next. So now my well, expectations have just gone way up. I'm curious what you think of it. Right. Can art's awesome. Yeah. So when we get out to Arizona again, yeah, we, we're going to get a whole bunch of this. Shout out to Tom Ree for for bringing those to me. Thank you, Tom. Tom Ree. Tom Ree. Exactly. Thank you to our Tom for everything else. Our, our other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not Tom. not thanking Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so if we all have a beer in hand. And a kind thought in our hearts, it's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. I see you have a toast on board talent, but I hate going after you on anything toast, roast, or pour one out. <laughs> so yeah, do you mind I think, if I get a toast go, go in ahead, here? Go ahead. I, my, yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> Anybody else got a toast they want to get in before talent talent uh, steals the show? You know, this is why we pay you all that money too. So That's true. yeah, that is yeah. true. I got one, Jeff. Let's oh, jump in. Okay. For sibling rivalries. As a couple of you know, my brother Sean and I are in this fantasy football league that we're all in, and we had one heck of a weekend up against each other. And it went back and forth, back and forth. And then Sean was way out in front going into Monday night. And the next thing you know, slow-mo Tom is slowly creeping up on him because all (laughs) of his players, he had three left. I had two left. His three were tanking big time and my two were exploding for points. And 
just when I thought the fat lady was singing because his guys started going off. The tides turned, and yours truly was doing a happy dance. <laughs> so here's to sibling rivalry, bragging rights that never end for a lifetime. Cheers. Cheers. Till you play again. Cheers. Till we play again. Till we play again yes. later in the season. Yeah. <laughs> and and we'll we'll have an episode dedicated to this. But the stories of Slomo's uh, brother Slowbro. Yeah. That's yeah. what we that's what yeah, we uh, dubbed him on one of our trips, Slowbro, um, and Slowbro's cruel and vengeful uh pranks april fools april fools, april april fools. fools. they are fantastic i'm glad to see tom that you finally got one over on him because it's been a long time coming so that's going to be its own episode and we will bring slow bro in to compare notes with slow-mo but uh we 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 tried to help slow-mo get even with slow bro one one trip up to, to portland and we had we were going to kidnap him that was one time we, we were going to be pro kidnapping we were we going to put up yeah, for yeah. signs of the neighborhood of, of watch out for this guy yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. protect your children from this exactly, man yeah, yeah. Slow and, thing on social media and slow mo yeah. was just it. too kind yeah. but when you when listeners when you hear the things that slow bro has pulled off you're going to wonder why slow mo didn't take us up on it i i have to admit slow bro uh, he is definitely the king of April Fools when it comes to our family. He's yeah. he's got my brother and I. So would you say he's the king fool? I like the, yes, yeah, I like yeah, that I king fool. King Slow fool. bro is king fool. Oh, we gotta have Jester King on that episode. That's then. true. That's a good point. I like it. All right. <laughs> I got a toast for something we were promised in our childhoods that has finally come to fruition: flying cars. Whoa. They're here. Nice. Nice. And not just conceptually here. They're here. A Slovakian company is testing out flying cars for real. It's built. They're driving and flying them. And it's called? Flying cars. The air car. Oh. No, just the oh, air car, air which is wow. okay. honestly disappointing for it the name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it looks pretty cool, too. Um, it should be on the market in 2021. They're just doing all the final tests on it. Uh takes three minutes to shift. What's it going to cost? Uh, they didn't, that was not in the article. I did try to look that up in a couple different things. So uh, it takes it about three minutes to shift from car to plane because the wings fold in and out. The tail retracts. It's it does transformers. come with a parachute. That's important. Safety first. They're going to have an amphibious version also, Ooh, sweet. which I hope they have a better name than water car. Yeah, water car sounds <laughs> good. Aqua car. I don't know. Slovakia apparently makes a lot of cars. I don't know what the quality of safety yeah. Record yeah, I don't know if that's Slovakian the Slovakian cars, cars but the uh, Bratislava yeah, Kotais commute soon Wait, will be much me? easier. Yeah, that should be fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah. If you want to cross over the Tatras Mountains to get yeah. to Poland for a quick yeah. visit, that, that's going to happen very easily. So awesome. at least one of the promises we were made as children is coming true. true. Very good. I'll sleep better tonight knowing that. Thank you. What do you got, Talent? All right, so I got one for uh, Mr. John Lester. So if you guys uh, don't know who John Lester is, he's a pitcher in the uh, major leagues. Uh, he, he has been with the Chicago Cubs until recently. He uh, became a free agent because they declined his option for the 2021 year. Uh, so the pitcher says, hey, I'm going to make sure fans in Chicago know how grateful I've been for all of their support. So basically he tweeted out, uh, I think it was last weekend, saying, hey, I'm paying for everyone's first Miller Lite at four different Chicago bars over the weekend. And so then he actually uh, shared an update and he, he ended up purchasing uh, 3,466 nice. beers uh, on his tab. And he totaled uh, over 25,000, actually $25,637. And that was including gratuity. 
Um, and so uh, he actually did say that he did receive a credit card fraud alert on Saturday for all the charges. They were a little concerned. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty cool and a great way for a major leaguer to express his gratitude to fans who have, have supported him. And I think he's hoping that uh, he get they, they find, figure out a way for him to stay with the team. So that's my toast there. I always like it when uh, when someone uh, does something kind. Speaking of kindness and, and tolerance and being nice for uh, for the little people, you know, <laughs> little people like us, like us, the beer drinkers <laughs> of America. Right. Yeah. Maybe that guy that's there getting the free beer saying, "Can I order something else, John?" Yeah. Do I have to a light? Yeah. Hey, hey, this is the deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't look free beer in the what is right. it? A free beer gift horse in the mouth. I think is the official saying. Yeah, I think it like is. That. Yeah. Two Miller Lights, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he bought a twenty-five thousand dollar bar tab for Miller Lights. That's that's uh, true. Yeah. Thank you. That was excellent. Off to Rose. So uh, I got a roast as well, and this is also going to serve as our most recent uh, penguin update, gay penguin update. Uh, So apparently uh, this kind of has a a good, like a positive, but also a negative because we can't condone this kind of behavior. So apparently two gay penguins. uh, I'm not really sure anymore if there are any other kind of penguins, if it's just all, (laughs) they're all gay penguins now. Is there another kind? I don't know. When when I'm I'm trying to research penguin news, everything's just gay penguin news. They're monopolizing the, uh, the news feed. But they're at a zoo in the Netherlands, and they are, are trying to become parents. I think we've heard this story before. Um, however, these two uh, took it upon themselves to go about it in an entirely inappropriate way uh, because they basically stole an entire nest from another couple, complete with the eggs, in order to raise that family. So good intentions, but not done the right way. So that's where the, uh, no. the roast is. And then to make matters worse, they actually stole this nest from a lesbian penguin couple. Oh no. Really? Yeah. So that's can we all bad. get along? I know. And I don't get this that. But tough. the other part is, is not thinking these, these gay penguins are not thinking because they're saying that because this was a lesbian penguin couple, very good chance that those eggs were unfertilized and right. they're probably not going to hatch anyways. Uh-huh. So they didn't think this out all the way from yeah. start to finish. So, you know, so that was, that's kind of the roast thing, but I did find a positive in this. And I thought this was a cool story was that, you know, we've talked a lot about gay penguins and, and them trying to raise uh, their own hatchling, I guess you call, I don't know what you call a, a penguin, but I'll call good. it a hatchling. Sounds yeah, good. I like it. Um, yeah. And, you know, last year we talked about Skip and Ping and their trials of trying to do it. Uh, so I was looking at other gay penguin stories. I seem to be, that seems to be a, a rabbit hole I go down quite often. Um, and, uh, and I was actually checking to see if any gay penguin couples have successfully, like actually hatched an egg. And I found uh, the story of Magic and Sven. So Magic and Sven, uh, who actually hatched and, and raised their own chick at the Sea Life Sydney Aquarium uh, in Australia. And I think this was in 2018. So I thought that was pretty cool. There's a there's a positive story. But I mean, for those romantics here, they're going to appreciate this part of the story. <laughs> uh, Zookeeper said that the pair had always seemed to be more than friends. And then, okay. yeah, and and then they started collecting pebbles to create a nest. So I guess that's the next step. Right. You, your friends, maybe a little more than friends. You go collect some pebbles yeah. uh, and and create a nest during mating season, which I guess is really typical among the Gen 2 penguins, which is what the type they are. Uh, but then Sven, this is where it gets really cute. You guys, I'm, I'm you know what I mean? For those yeah, of you I'm, that re- are, I'm ready uh, for it. All right. Did Sven, he just say cute? This is cute. No, I mean, those are the romantics are going to appreciate this because Sven gave magic a special stone, which, according to the aquarium, aquarium is the equivalent to proposing in the love language of penguins. Oh. That's a toast to them because I, I, you know what? Hey, penguin love is alive and well um, and, and we can support that. We just can't support stealing uh, nests and eggs 
Homes uh, and know, kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Angry, mean, gay penguin couples. Yeah. Can't we all just get along? I really is where it comes out of it. I so. picture them like the the angry, mean, gay couple in Seinfeld, Cedric and Bob. Yes. That were always <laughs> beat, scaring us. Kramer. Yes. That's how they were. They just went and bullied their way into that. Yeah. Yeah. Into that so. shiver over or a nest. Well, I know that when I think of it, uh, rather than think of the two in the net, I'm going to think really of, of Magic and Sven, because I think that's that's a love that's built to last. When you're giving out Magic Pebbles to each other, that's a, that's a love that's meant to last. That's something. Yeah, that is something. Magic Pebbles. Which, which anniversary is that? I need to keep track of these. Yeah, things. you might want to. <laughs> yeah, you do want to take a note here. Yes. Well, thank you. Any other roast for tonight? Okay, then, um, just like you always want to get ahead of talent on toast and roast, I know I want to get ahead of Tom on pour one out. True. That, I, I have a quick a quick pour one out if I can do it real quick because it's a absolutely. super literal. This is a literal pour one out. Okay. Today, uh, a semi-truck overturned in Indiana and spilled its uh, the payload that it was carrying, which were cases of beer. Oh, um, so basically, tragedy. Uh, tragic, yes. Uh, so it depends on the traffic. Beer. Truck drivers had suffered minor injuries. And uh, good news, the beer looked to be Bud Light, so maybe not as big a loss as originally yeah, thought. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I pour one out, because uh, again, oh. that's very literal, pour one out. How tragedy can turn into comedy just on the turn of a dime or, yeah. or the brand on the bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that right before we started here, and I'm like, hey, that's a pour one out. <laughs> I got a quick pour one out, too. Uh, a little sadder, though. Scientists have debunked the time travel concept known and loved as the grandfather paradox, that idea that you could go back in time and change history. Like go back and take care of Hitler, get rid of Hitler or save JFK or great books. Stop, stop COVID. Right. Great. The, the thing of great movies and books, stop COVID-19 patient zero from contracting COVID. Yeah. Well, they, they scientists have been checking this out, working it out mathematically, ruining things as they do. Yep. And as, they found that what Stephen King says in that book that you recommended to right. me so highly, yeah. is it 1963, is that the name? Yes. Yeah. That time is obdurate. It's stubborn. And that it would just find a way to continue down the same line. There's not really anything you could do. So there goes the premise of many, many that. books wait, and films wait. I love. Have they not seen, heard of the flux capacitor in Back right. to the Future? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that Come was on. actually what the example the they used, but that wouldn't happen. <laughs> what about the butterfly effect? Terminator. But if yeah. you do anything yeah. you go in the past, it, it's going to have an effect. Yeah. You can't do all of, all of those. They said none of that would happen because time just finds a way to recorrect cor oh, correct yeah. course correction. And so thanks, science. Yeah. Well, let's this is why half of Americans it. don't believe in you because you ruined <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Hey, so like Jeff, I'm just going to say this tonight, Jeff, that you gave us elect, uh, flying cars, but you took away time travel. This yeah. is a rough night. This is not fair. Hey, I didn't do it. The scientists okay. did it. Damn scientists. <laughs> yeah, the scientists need to be blamed for that. And the Slovakians need to be a pat on the back and a reward for what the brave technology they're, they're involved in. Interesting. But not their marketing. <laughs> I don't know. Air car. Air no, car. It's not good. Car. It's not good. <laughs> Maybe it translates to something better in Slovak. Maybe. Maybe it sounds much cooler in Slovak. You need to go no farther than the names of gay penguins to, to have awesome flying car names. That is you a good could point. have the magic, the Electra, the Violet, Sven, Skip and Ping. I don't know that I want a flying car that's Skip and Ping, so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I want that. that. That's just your regular that's Slovakian fair. fare, the Skip that's and true. Ping. Yeah, that's my normal car. <laughs> so, all right, Tom. Well... Should I get my Kleenex, Tom? Should I get my Kleenex first for this one? 
I think, I'm I think you all know what's coming here. So yeah, grab your Kleenex, grab a beer. Got a beer. So we're going to toast and pour one out for Sir Sean Connery. Rest his soul. Yeah. The talented actor died at the age of 90 in his sleep. Apparently he wasn't well for a couple of weeks. I was going to thought you were going to say with a woman at his side. That's how I envisioned Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, he well, did not say you know, that yet. I, I didn't not Bond say that. Correct. Well, speaking of Bond, you know, he came into a popularity with uh, the start of this famous statement. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. James Bond. Mr. Bond, I suppose you wouldn't care to um, raise the limit? I have no objections. Well, and raise the limit he did on popularity and fame. Known as 007, James Bond in seven different movies. Uh, he also starred in A Bridge Too Far, Highlander, The Rock. He was uh, Marcus Ramius in Hunt for Red October. He was Dr. Jones in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He was King Arthur. Uh, but he's gained an Oscar as Jimmy Malone in The Untouchables. Want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. That's how you get Capone. I love that line. That's the Chicago way. I love that line. He also has a line in there where he says, you're mucking with a G here, pal. (laughs) (laughs) And also, what are you prepared to do? (laughs) So... So, rest his soul, Sir Sean Connery. I'll pour one out for him. Yeah, martini, shaken, not stirred. Yeah, that's it. And a beauty at your side. <laughs> it's like my life story. Yeah. Tom, you, gotta, you, you prepared another 15 minutes for you, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Tom, that was a great pour one out. That was, that that was a good pour one out. Yeah, that one affirm you. Great affirm you. I would I would give you an A on that so, one. I so if anyone thinks that bullying and teasing relentlessly doesn't have an effect, I think we've proven it here tonight that we got Tom yeah, to cut his obituary down to about a minute and a half. Works every time, real, yeah. Works every and you know what? Okay, well, so, let, so let's elongate it here. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I'm going to steal yeah. your thunder. Yeah. I'm going to steal what, your thunder because yeah, I, I know I, this I was it written more. for you I knew script. you had more content. Joe. Actually, this is Jeff's idea, but what's your guys' favorite Sean Connery role? Oh, I got mine. That's a good sure. Mine's got to be Goldfinger. That that's when he that's he had that line a martini shaken, not stirred. That's where he got his Aston Martin. That was his. I think that was his best Bond movie. I actually, I have a question to follow up on that, Todd. Like, do you think that Bond would have been as or would have been as popular or as long running of a kind of series or or thing if he hadn't been the original Bond? Yeah, like franchise. If he hadn't been the original Bond, I don't know because he started. You know, he he was the persona, right? Right. But you know what I'm saying? It was so popular with him that it continued on. Whereas if you had just some random individual at that point that wasn't kind of didn't have that, you know, wasn't so charismatic, would it have continued on? Like I don't know. Question. Good question. Yeah. Was it the movie or was it the talent? Talent. I think it was the talent. I'm going to go talent every time. Joe, do you have a favorite uh, Connery role? You know, I'm. I don't remember the name of the movie, so I can't land. I can't land your question yet. Come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up. I'm googling it right now. All right. How about you, talent? 
Well, you know what? My initial one, I, I really liked The Rock. Welcome to the, you know, I can't even do another show, but Welcome to the Rock. I just think it was he was a great character in that. But honestly, the greatest movie that guy ever made, and it's one of the probably the most underappreciated movies, is Highlander. I love that yes. movie, and I think that's one of the greatest movies ever made. And most people probably have never even seen it. So do yourself a Christopher favor. Lambert too. Yeah, Christopher Lambert. You know, and don't worry about any Highlander too. They could have done such a good job and made a series out of that, and they just butchered it with the way it went. But that first one is epic, and Sean Connery is fantastic in that movie. Yeah, um, that's a movie I can watch over and over again. I I just love that movie. Yep. How about you, Jeff? Well, we've named a, a whole bunch of them, including the Indiana Jones and uh, Hunt for Red October, the Marco oh, Rainius. Yeah. Yes. yeah, but uh, I, I have kind of a soft spot as a as a writing teacher for uh, Finding Forrester. Oh, another great kind movie. Of the re- recluse. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got some great one-liners in that movie. Uh, You're the man now, dog. Yeah, brilliant <laughs> and, uh, movie. The, the kid sneaking into his sneaks into his apartment and then leaves his stuff, so he comes back for his stuff and. He's corrected all the kids' writing, and he's yeah. the kids like, "What? What can I write for you next? How about five thousand words on why you should stay the fuck away from my door?" I forgot about that movie, but that is a great. If you have not seen that movie, go rent that movie too as well. Both those movies are are life changing movies. Yeah. But fantastic. Jim Malone in, in Untouchables is my absolute hands down favorite Sean Connery role. Okay, back to you, Padre. I found it. It's Entrapment. But it could be a uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones thing. I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure. I, <laughs> I was just going to say that's all I remember of that movie is Catherine Zeta-Jones. But yeah, I, I, you're right. Sean Connery was in it too. Yeah, I'm sure he was fantastic. Fantastic movie. <laughs> Speaking of a lady by his side, jeez. Yeah. So, no, I'm with you guys on all that. I mean, it's it's after Bond, you know, Untouchables. It's tough after that. I, all those are great movies, like you guys said. Uh, but one of the the funnier lines that I always remember that he did was in Indiana Jones and it's how we got to finally hear the backstory about the name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Junior. And what did you find Junior? Junior? Dad? Please, what does it always mean? This, this Junior. That's his name. Henry Jones Junior. Like Indiana. We're named the dog Indiana. May we go home now, please? The dog? <laughs> you are named after the dog? <laughs> Got a lot of fond memories of that dog. <laughs> Great one. That's good. Yep. Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. That's his character in the Highlander. He's, that's I just found, found that. So right. I'm, go, yes. I'm probably going to go back and watch that tonight now that you just brought that back up. <laughs> yeah. So did I do a good job of stretching? Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, there you job. go. You felt the, the area we set aside for you for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff, for the tip. Yeah. I love that in Indiana Jones when we, I wrote it down so I don't have to remember it, Junior. Yeah. yeah. Or the one like, I don't even know what the quote is, but where the girl like, and she'd slept with both of them. Yeah. I, it's, it's a, that's a great one. It's kind of underrepresented in that movie, but he, he, it was, it was well done. Again. And that one, he just does it with a look. I don't even yeah, know if he exactly. says anything. Just yeah, a look exactly. on his face. Yeah. No. No. He, he's, he, he's in a class by himself, honestly. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast Roast. And pour one out. Hey, Talent, you're going to open up that Helton Boysenberry Sour because I'm dying to know what you think of it. I've already opened it, and it is, it's phenomenal. Um, I agree with you. It's not super bitter. It's got a, um, a nice balance to it. So it's got the tartness in it, but it's not overwhelming. Like at the end, it's got a nice balanced finish. 
it's probably as good as you can uh, you can make a sour and uh it's got a great flavor um i i would agree i put, I put a five on it too from a sour standpoint you did yeah, i did too. yeah they they use real oregon boysenberries yeah no and I, I the thing that's amazing to me is i mean we I, honestly you know we've only had the the heltons that were delivered to us which is a handful of them uh, but every beer that we've had from that place has been just the the quality has been fantastic agreed it feels like we need to make a trip to phoenix at some point once once we get around to it and just just to go there you know it's been a long time but i think we have a double five here it's enough yeah I it's, think enough. it's enough we got a yeah, show shame it's enough we sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men hell we could have been tarring the roof of one of our own houses we were the lords of all creation yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd put it, it's 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 like a glitz and glam. It's like a forge berry. It's it's right in that level. It's it's, it's just so good. Uh, I um, love both those beers. I think this one's even better. I, I do. I agree. I, I, I don't I mean to, to denigrate either of those other two beers because I love those two beers, but this is just perfect. Yeah, they, they did a good job. Who else has a new beer on hand? Actually, I'm drinking the one Joe is drinking, but I'm just not the jelly, just the peanut butter part. Uh, the Nutty Operator by Altamont. I, I like pretty much all things peanut butter so i like it's it. a great great description of what it is and it's very true to what it states how it tastes i like that one a lot i like that better than mixing them mm-hmm. yes peanut but, really but it was good. good both ways but I, I liked it straight just give me that dark peanut butter beer you got it right yeah exactly so national tolerance day remember Mm-hmm. I thought we'd share some things that we're committing to, or at least going to try to become more tolerant of. And we got a, something on their list. Do my kids count? <laughs> it, that, yes. Yep. Absolutely. It sounds like Tom's got his done. <laughs> Tom's got his done yeah. <laughs> There's two things on a list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two of three. We were given homework. It's three things. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got just one thing, but it kind of turns into two things. So, I've become, as the weather's cooling and I'm going surfing now, I'm becoming more tolerant of cold water. I'm reading all about the health benefits of cold water for you. So I'm for like you. taking cold showers. I try not to wear a wetsuit as long as I can. I actually went swimming in my pool today. It was freaking freezing. You come on and go, it's shrinkage. Yes. Oh, so, no, yeah, so, <laughs> well, that, that kind of leads lead to my second, to- I'm leaning to tolerate a, a, a constricted scrotum. So I'm tolerant of, of cold, trying to become more tolerant of cold water. So there you go. Good for you. There you go. Excellent. Joe, what about you? Got anything on your list? Yep. I got three things. I've got um, Gen Z and millennials because my entire staff are those and I have to learn <laughs> to work with them better. Uh, reading because I have a big library now that I have to fill with books. And poverty, in case 2021 is worse than 2020. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a real, that, that's a reality, huh? What do I it really is. need? I, I found yeah. we're having that conversation an yeah. awful lot at home. I feel like all I need is this boysenberry sour. Yeah, right. If I got that, I got a six pack of that, that could get and me And then some of that peanut butter for when you get butter. a little colder. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I and like a camping pretty, stove. And, and a camping stove. And I'm pretty sure I can get through most months. Yeah. Yeah. Talent, what, what do you got on your list? Oh, and the third thing I'm going to need is I just found out that on Apple TV, you can rent Highlander for $1.99. So uh, that's a good thing as well. So those three things and I can get it uh, on my list. Um, 
I decided to take this a couple different ways. So just in general from, I'm going to try and be more tolerant of loud, obnoxious people. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, that's, that's some, that's my cross to bear. They tend to make me angry and I, I need to take a deep breath, which get, leads me to a second point, which I guess is basically the same thing. Cause I put idiots slash jackasses, um, which are basically the same thing. I need to be yeah, more tolerant they, of that. The, that. Those lines blur a lot. Yeah. So I'm just going to be tolerant of all of those idiots, jackasses, loud and obnoxious people. I'm going to try to be better. Take a deep breath. Uh, and then from, a um, a beer standpoint, uh, I like I said, I feel like I made tremendous strides this year on sours. So I'm going to try to attack Belgians the same way this next wow. year because that's that's wow. been one area that I, I've I've really struggled with is is like a, a like the Belgian yeast that kind of stuff. And so I'm going to really focus on trying to make myself a, a, a drinker of Belgian beers this next year. And and so hopefully, if we're talking about this in a year from now, I can I, I can talk about some successes there as well. Nice. <laughs> I could hop on that train. Yeah, I'll go all with you. You know, uh, as usual, it's like you're peeking over my shoulder. What I have on here, <laughs> loud, obnoxious people, and try to, And I wrote, "Breathe." Yes, breathe. This is that's a thing that we need to work on. I wrote Belgians underlined twice, <laughs> right? Because I'm I'm coming around on them too. Yeah, I've yeah, had some that yeah. I really like, so that that's gonna be that's kind of a cheat one because that that's an easy one. Yeah. But the, the I was kind of channeling the doctor on my on my other one is a uh, uh, walking. You know, as someone who's always kind of love playing sports and that's just something I can't do anymore with knee and all that stuff. So I'm trying, and I've been reading about the health benefits of walking. I'm trying to appreciate nice long walks. I would rather run because then you get all sweaty and you're done. <laughs> right. So I'm trying to appreciate that and having some time just to smell the roses on the yep. walk. Yeah. That's yep. good for you. Yeah. Take some you. patience, but yeah, getting, gaining some patience when it hurt me one bit. Hey, right, see, look at us. Uh, we're growing. We are. <laughs> look at us grow. That's fantastic. And now that we're done being so mature, it's time to get back to what we do best. Back by popular demand. What the whiskey, tango, oxtrot, why the hell not say what I'm thinking? Talent, you got something for us. I know you do. All right. So I, I hate to keep bringing these stories to you guys, but honestly, I find these things and I have to share them with someone because like, like, these things should not happen. So this one takes place in Oklahoma. Never been there. And based on this story, uh, I don't know that I ever need to go there. I'm just going to say that. So there's two men. Uh, their names are Bob Lee Allen and Thomas Evan Gates. And these two gentlemen have been accused of carrying out illegal gender reassignment surgeries at their cabin in the woods. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa back exactly. Up. I'm going to say that Can one more time. One more time. Please. I'm going to say that one more time. They have been accused of carrying out illegal gender reassignment surgeries at their cabin oh. in the woods. With the heel on humans? On, right? on whom? And then, to make it worse, they're keeping the body parts in fridges at their oh. cabin. Uh, so they were recently arrested because they tried to visit one of their victims uh, in the hospital. Very nice guys, right? Uh, so here's uh, the sheriff's quote. You got a question? Because I, I may not like have an three, answer. Three or four questions. Okay, go ahead. Who I'll are they doing? Can... Who or what are they doing this to? How are they getting them? I'll get into that a little bit, but I believe okay. it's I'll people be that are volunteering to have this gender reassignment surgery oh. done on them. Price is right. Price is right. Price is right. And you know, hey, location and location, location. They're out in the woods in Oklahoma, so sometimes you don't have to drive to the hospital. Uh, okay. But anyways, the sheriff's quote after arresting them said, hey, I can't say that this is a cult activity. 
Uh, but it's something that we have never in my career run across in this part of the country. I'm hoping in any part of the country, but he said in this part of the country, uh, he says it is uh, borderline some type of activity. So great quote from the sheriff there. Borderline um, some type so here's here's what I know. Here's what I was able to find out by reading and finding things out. So Alan and Gates uh, would carry out the procedures for free. So cost is obviously ineffective. Yeah, they would do it for right. free on consenting victims. So people would be OK with that. Uh, and he, they claim to have been doing this, chopping off penises in the woods oh. uh, for 15 oh. years, for 15 oh. years. And they have videos to prove it. Oh. Um, and it says that they would keep their victims awake the whole time with only a local anesthetic. Oh, my goodness. So, again, uh, I know it. if it doesn't already uh, sound kind of strange and horrific enough, here's a few more excerpts from the last article that I read. The victims you read multiple state- articles on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. There was two. I read two. I can't say <laughs> honestly. I, there's not wrong two rabbit hole, man. <laughs> uh, the search was over. That that the two gentlemen would tell the. I don't know if you call them patient or victim. I don't know what you would call them, uh, but victim. they would laugh yeah. and say that they were cannibals and that they would consume the parts. Uh, uh, so that was kind of disturbing. Basically, they informed the victim that you know they have a. They've had six clients waiting to have the procedure after this guy, and that they had a freezer with body parts and showed him pictures on his phone. So where they got caught, uh, you, can, you can ask, where did this go bad? I don't know how it could go bad, but where did this go bad? This victim said that they took him to the hospital the next day because uh, he had a, a lot of bleeding after oh, the procedure. Yeah. Um, and initially, they, they had told him, hey, no morgue, no ER, uh, that if you die, we're just going to dump you in the woods. That's what they had told him. Holy but she- but uh, they actually you know, showed some compassion here. They dropped the, the guy off at the, the hospital. But they told him to tell the people at the hospital that he did this to himself. So, so investigators, you know, do their research and they go and they find this cabin. And I guess they said that they found uh, a plastic bag there in a deep freeze that appeared to have uh, testicles and penises in it. Um, so that's the kind of the story. So, you know, I, I guess what I would say is that I know it's uh, tough to turn down freebies in this world, but uh, people, if you need a gender reassignment surgery, uh, the woods of Oklahoma with Bob Lee and Thomas oh, yeah. Evan are not the way to go. Um, and like I said, I, this I read this story and honestly, it can't be true. And then you read it. You know, yeah, it's true. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> about them bears yeah. yeah sorry to bring oh down the uh, I, i've been doing really yeah. well on this yeah, podcast brutal. I, I really oh, apologize goodness. for that you've been hanging uh, with tom you've been hanging with tom lately what the hell is that all about? i was just gonna say i thought the obituaries were getting hey, bad hey, i think just, you just took it to just, an all-night low just think about this time what if what if oh, bob lee and thomas evans oh, invite you God. over to their house for a, 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 a barbecue a sausage no, barbecue a weenie roast, oh. <laughs> a weenie roast. Yeah. hey tom we got some fresh weenies we want uh, you to have no, over just gonna have a cold shower he'd be yeah. all right uh, <laughs> all right yeah new subject new topic come on who's got something better? yeah let's move on i give a shout out to the museum of tolerance if you're ever in That's the la true. area go check that out yeah. amazing life-changing uh another uplifting day but but it you- is not an uplifting <laughs> yeah. day but it is no. it is uh this is a beer hey, podcast, right? Yeah, it is a beer call joke. And now back checking. to the beer. Did I tell you guys how much I really well, like this Helton Boysenberry Sour? It is fantastic. And Doc, you're up. Welcome to Beer or Not a Beer, Hoppy's game show and podcast land. I'm your host, Dr. Todd. 
for those first timers, here's how this game works. I'm going to name four beers. Cuatro. Cuatro cervezas. Three are real. One is not real. This one, this not real beer, I made up while I was taking a cold shower. So to, <laughs> so to, honor, the, to honor the term tolerate, talking about tolerate, all of these beers and in eight. Here we go. Got it? So uh, first of all, some of these beers need a description. Uh, if you're able to find someone you can tolerate for life and get married, you might be ready for this beer. Consummate. Oh. It's an IPA. All right. Now, if you haven't found that special someone to tolerate, you can always go it alone with <laughs> Masturbate. Uh, I know my beer, one. <laughs> this beer is actually called Liquid Masturbation. Oh. Uh, now, this being an educational podcast, before enjoying either of these two activities, I mean beers, uh, it might be a good idea f- to lubricate. Uh, l- lubrication is a uh, it's a black IPA, dark style brew. And uh, in the old days, if you were to procreate before a marriage date, some would say a child born would be illegitimate. Illegitimate <laughs> ale is the last one. So here we go. We had consummate. We had liquid masturbation. We had lubrication. What kind of beer was liquid masturbation, please? Liquid masturbation is a, it's a pale ale. American okay. style beer. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So we had consummate. We had liquid masturbation. We had lubrication <laughs> and illegitimate ale, Scottish ale. There you go. Yeah. So for those of you wondering. All right. So here we go. Ready? Producer Joe, which one is not a real beer? Masturbation. Liquid masturbation. All right. Tom. I second that. Liquid masturbation. All right. Talent. Dang, this is a tough one. This is, it might be one of your best ones from right? in terms of wordsmithing it. God, the obvious one is that liquid masturbation. But I feel like if I was at a place and it was called that, I would order it. <laughs> um, I'm going yeah, to go with constant. <sighs> No, my choice is based on yours. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so hard. Pressure, pressure. All right, I'm going to go liquid masturbation too. Oh, we got three for oh. liquid masturbation. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to be brave and and take a take a look at one of these others. I'm going to go with uh, the lubrication. Lubrication. All right, here we go. So none of you chose consummate. It's actually an IPA. It's actually, it's really called consummate rioter. Well, consummate rider, but anyways, I, I have that. <laughs> good. No, it makes sense. <laughs> it's a uh, nice, yeah, uh, nice. Uh, nice. It's by uh, Democracy Brewing in Boston. Cool. All right, and another uh, Boston beer is by Clown Shoes Brewing, and that was Lubrication. That's an oh, IPA. There you go. Yeah, okay. And the other uh, non-real beer was Liquid Masturbation, I and mean, the real beer, Liquid Masturbation. It's a real beer. Uh-huh. By Canuck Brewing. It's a pale ale. I, I, at first, I was going to describe it as, you know, you probably thought it was a cream ale, but. No, no, anyway. I was going pale ale. <laughs> yeah, no, you sold that. That's what got yeah. me was you, you stumbled over right. the pale ale thing. Damn right. it. Right. Nicely done. So Nicely the beer done. that I thought of while taking a coach hour was illegitimate. There you nice. go. Nice. Good job. Got us all. That was, that that was got us all. We have a winner. Kudos wow. to you. Kudos wait, wait, go sure. back to where's liquid masturbation? What, what brewery is that from? <laughs> Yeah, Dunk Brewing. I don't know where it is, actually. I think we should put that on our wish list for beers to try. <laughs> names. Like most interesting names. Great job, Again, Doc. Hey, yeah, we should put that on the job. beers next year for uh, most interesting beer name. Quick nominee. 
Thanks for joining us for Beer Not a Beer. Join us next week. You'll see what we shall find. Well, listeners, thanks for spending the hour with us. Remember, check us out on social media at I Like Beer, the podcast. Follow, download, subscribe, comment. All of that helps. Be good. Be safe. Cheers. We'd love to keep waxing philosophic about how tolerant we are. But right now, we got to run. Thank you.